Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Whose Games Is This, the podcast where someone plays a game they haven't played before, and then we talk about it. On today's show, I'm your host, I'm Seth Shepard. I'm John Michael. Uh, and I'm the guest, Nathan Smith. Okay, so the game we're going to be uh, talking about today is Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Nathan's <laughs> never played the game before. John Michael and I... I've played it at least two, two, three times. It's a good I've, game. I've played it several times. It's probably the game I've actually put the most hours into out of anything. Okay, so several meaning what? Like nine? Five or six, okay. maybe? Okay. But then I, I would go back and just... I would go back and replay levels all the time, baby, on this game. Okay. So I don't there's know. a passion here. A little bit. I mean, it was like the first game I got on my PS3, and I wouldn't have... I didn't have that many games on it at first. So I would just go and replay levels and try to like be as stealthy as possible on some of them. That's the fun part about this game. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. We so can do the stealth. So in this episode, Nathan's going to play Uncharted 2. We're going to come back and talk about it. But he hasn't played it yet, and we're just going to talk to him a little bit about the game and, and his thoughts going in and all that uh, beforehand. So on the last episode, actually, we had Nathan on. He played uh, the game Journey, which was uh, a little non-traditional in mechanics, the way it's played and everything, and... Overall, it seemed like he liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know. We had a good time talking about it. Uncharted's different in that it's seen as the more typical kind of cinematic shooter. It's it's the console game. Yeah, exactly. It's the game you buy because you you have a console. Yeah, it's the more like it. typical console game where it's it's very cinematic, but there's still this shooting. There's mm-hmm. still things that recur in a lot of very popular games, and it's made Uncharted one of the most popular franchises probably out there. I'd say so. But I think it's different. I don't know. Uncharted started out kind of in the wake of games like Gears of War that are these cover-based shooters. And then Uncharted came along with Drake's Fortune on the PS3. Yeah, that's, that's and, the first one. And it was it was different because they focused a lot more on story and less on like grunting big fucking jack dudes. Yeah, I hate Gears of War. I don't like I don't a, want to play any game where like the speed of your character is limited by how much shit you have on. Is that like, a thing in the game? I don't know. I feel like the gear, like Gears of War, you move really slowly because you're just you're this fat guy, guy <laughs> with like a chainsaw gun. Yeah. But it's I, a chainsaw gun. You're a dude. You like that, right? Yeah. It's like every okay, guy just wants to rip into other people. Has anyone here sleep. Has anyone here played Gears of War? No, I've just I seen have people. before. I played like 10 minutes of it when it was free on the Xbox 360 a few years ago, and I still had an Xbox 360. And I say I played 10 minutes because that's all I could stand. Oh, really? I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's just not like, fun. I it's don't just have... gray. And I get that it's obviously taken out of context because there was that bubble of games where it's just the only colors they have are gray, brown, and red. Yeah, and red, and yeah. It's, the red it's, is blood. Yeah. It's peak like guys wearing a lot of coats on yeah. the cover. Yeah, you love, you just love I know. guys wearing coats. The, that's coats. like so many no. games. Good, infamous Assassin's Creed. It's always guys wearing coats, and a lot of times, like sometimes from the back with that yeah. gun over their shoulder. Which that's, I love the gun on the shoulder. That thing, is uh, Uncharted is very guilty of doing yeah. that <laughs> on like, everything. Oh, the gun over the shoulder guy. That's Nathaniel Drake. Yeah, that's who he is. But it's pretty much also every white brooding protagonist. <laughs> yeah, in video games. <laughs> But yeah, it's different than games like Gears of War and games of that group because it seemed like they made it... First of all, they made it more colorful. Yeah, um, it's a pretty game. Very pretty. All of them are. The first one was very green, though, because it was on that tropical island. Mm-hmm. But then this one moved. It was more of a globe-trotting game in that way. Yeah. And a lot of people compare it to Indiana Jones, I guess. I mean, that's the... As soon as you play the game, you're like, oh, there's puzzles and traps, and yeah. I'm in a big tomb that apparently nobody's ever been to before. Yeah. And they're almost always Nazis. Yeah, there's always. In some way. <laughs> there's, there's definitely going to be some Nazis yeah. in there. 
I don't know. And the Nazis always fucked with the mystical power yeah, that just pops up every time. There's like, there's probably an uncharted bingo somewhere and Nazis or mystical power are the free space. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's always compared more to these, these action cinematic experiences. And a lot of people do say it's kind of just like playing a movie. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like mostly the gameplay, it's fun and yeah. you're like having a good time. So like you're going to have like fun with that, but it's not too much to the point where you're like, oh man, I can't wait to replay this level because wow, I just had a blast shooting these guys. You're like, I really kind of want to know what's going to happen next. Like, yeah. I want to get done with this chapter of the adventure to like see, see what's going to happen. You know, that's the motivational thing behind this game. All right, Nathan, you talked a little bit about how you played Gears of War, but you never mm-hmm. exactly. I guess I talked about it more than you did. What was the setting in which you played Gears of War? Um, basically. Uh... My experience with shooters, for the most part, is limited to the homes of friends in middle school. Uh, particularly my guys, shouts out Michael Cribdo and Parker Trefethen, <laughs> wherever you are. Thank you for giving me the plug for so many video games that I never would have been able to play at home. Oh, Gears of War, I played at like my friend Michael Cribdo's like birthday party in like seventh or eighth grade or something like that. I don't know. I love it. I remember playing it for a while and I was just like, this is frustrating and not fun at all. I I just really don't like games where like, uh, I'm, we talked a little bit about playing team fortress two last week. It's like the heavy is a cool looking guy, but I don't ever want to play as him because you got to move slowly just so you can have this big gun same thing with this game that I was a beta tester on wow. that I don't think... I don't know if it ever actually came out or not. It was called Battlefield Heroes. It was an online game that was supposed to be like Team Fortress 2, but in World War 2 and really cartoony and same thing. Like, your speed is limited. And I feel like Gears of War is like that too, but also just like gritty and like... One thing about Uncharted I'll definitely note that makes it different than games like Gears of War is that the dialogue is more than just grunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good time. So when you're playing this at your friend's seventh grade birthday party, did the parents know this was happening? Cause yeah. What? They're those parents that like have them rated games. And well, like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. They were yeah. like not fine with us playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which he did have. And we've like played at night, but uh, <laughs> like at sleepovers and stuff. But I mean, like I remember like, just, like playing Halo and playing Gears of War, playing Call of Duty I remember the first time I played Halo was like a moral crisis for me because up until that point I never played an M-rated game and I was like I don't know if my parents are going to want me to play this kind of this filth like oh <laughs> I bet it's so bad and so I just watched my pr- friends play it for a while and they kept like insisting that I play and so finally I joined in and then I was like oh like this game like has blood but yes. like a goo yeah it just is like there it's like not that much there's nothing really so then it was just like, I don't know. I mean, I played, and I played Call of Duty some too, like as everyone did at some point. Yeah. But I've never really seen the appeal of it at all. Like, first, both as like a World War II game, I don't know, Call of Duty and Metal Honor both just seemed really boring to me. Even though I did play Metal Honor for the Wii. Uh, I had Medal of Honor Airboard on the way with wow. that online play. Let me tell you. Um, let's talk about the best one, Goldeneye for the Wii. Yeah, I just, mean, just right. Just a top hat, chomping yeah. it. Did you, get, did you get the Golden Pro Controller? Uh, no, is that a system. thing? I thought it was uh, an attachment for the mm-hmm. Goldeneye for the Wii. Uh, I did not receive that. I got the Zapper, baby, though. Oh, yeah. I had the Zapper. Yeah. Nathan and I talked about it a little bit last time, but I got Zapper, it when I got Ghost, Ghost Squad. When I got Ghost Squad, yeah. <laughs> 
So, do you remember your first M-rated video game? Um, mine was actually Halo as well. Um, Shoutouts Walker Perry uh, for letting me come across to his place. I, I don't remember which one it was though. Like it was. Uh, I started off on Halo One. Yeah. Um, we we went from Fusion Frenzy being one of the okay. main staple games that we played over yeah, there. Yeah, that was a staple Xbox game. And then all of a sudden it got real. And uh, we played Halo. Damn. And I played Halo, and I played Halo 2, and then I told my mom about... This has been... The, <laughs> it's been Halo 2. You told your mom? I told my mom that I've been, I'm going to go over and play Halo uh, like later in my life, and she was like, uh, what's Halo? And I was like, oh, it's just a fun game. <laughs> and she finds out what Halo is, and I'm never allowed to go back over there again. <laughs> and that was the end of that entire experience for me. But man, wow. I mean... I never really saw issues with like M-rated games or anything. I was just like, this is okay, yeah, but yeah. It didn't make me feel uncomfortable, so I thought it was fine. I think my first M-rated game was either the first Halo on PC or Call of Duty 4. Call of Duty 4 was something. Do you remember that cultural moment? Modern Warfare. Modern yeah, Warfare. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, that was at this out. weird moment in time where I was like, I remember 2007 being just this like moment for games. Yeah. I thought, because you had Modern Warfare, you had... On the total opposite end of the spectrum, Super Mario Galaxy, and uh, and also um, I don't know if anyone remembers this game, but I really really wanted to play it. Uh, Crisis with a Y. Yeah. Oh, I remember. No, I remember that. Crisis. I remember when everyone would talk about it in terms of oh, no one's computer can play Crisis. Not, <laughs> even, not, even, not even NASA computers can play Crisis. <laughs> not even Alienware. They made a oh, game. Alienware. Alienware. The top tier. Wow. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that was, like, when the first Modern Warfare came out, it was, like, games. It was just, like, all games, like, just, I, I don't know, I feel like there was just I feel a like lot. that's just where you are, though, like, yeah, oh, I have I nothing, mean, I have nothing to do, I'm young, and everyone's got video games, because video games are literally yeah. the coolest things in the world. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm too old to play outside, and it's time to come inside and kill my friends. <laughs> yeah. Play SSX Tricky, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that, I don't know, I never played any shooter more than Star Wars Battlefront. Like it's a beautiful game though. Yeah. 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 That was just Battlefront One or Battlefront Two. Both. Um honestly don't know which one I spent more time on. But I played both of them quite a bit. And uh you know, like those and uh 007 Nightfire. You and those 007 years, man. 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 You're addicted. Yeah, I don't know why, because I've only seen like two James Bond movies of like, oh, really? the entire series. Like I've seen uh Goldfinger. It's a good one. And I've seen uh, Moonraker. Moonraker's pretty good. I've seen a lot of the other pieces of the other ones on the USA you gotta see Network. The and- Man with a Golden Gun. It's got a midget and a guy with three nipples. So, like, you're sold. You're like, in. You're in. That's, that's my life story. Yeah, I mean, really. I don't know. I really... I really think that there's this whole stigma of, like, oh, you're not allowed to let your little kid play these, like, M-rated games. When that's all I want to do. Like, yeah. that's all I wanted to do was play Halo when I was maybe like 12 yeah like that's that's the end of my existence i if i could go play halo after school every day i'd be a happy boy well i think part of it is is uh i feel like so many of the games like you mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast i called that they're literally just console games yeah and it's like they only exist because people buy bought a console and they need something to play yeah. and so i feel like so many of the m-rated games that kids either our age growing up or even now would want to go to would just be those console games where it's yeah. just like the, ones the lurking just like constantly pumped at them yeah, yeah. the lurking brooding big gun ones then it's like there's nothing 
that interesting about it. And now we've gotten to this point where, like, we're no longer at this anymore. Kids are playing, like, only Minecraft, and that's the only video game they played, and they played it for, like, seven years yeah. total time, and they built, like, giant cathedrals, but, like, they have never played anything where they They've never gun. fired a gun yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. a gun. We're gonna have a peaceful next generation, guys, I'm calling Dang. it. Everyone's just gonna be out there trying to put a saddle on a pig. <laughs> 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 Just ride it around. Everyone's gonna be out there just blowing up dirt, <laughs> digging caves. Actually, it might be a lot worse. <laughs> I feel like the infrastructure of the literal, like the the Earth mm-hmm. as a planet, is gonna crumble because all these kids. <laughs> these are just gonna start. think that you can just dig indefinitely. Yeah, and all these kids are gonna be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go get diamonds. I'm gonna just dig down deep enough. I'm gonna go make a sword. Out. I'm gonna make a sword out of some diamonds. Um, <laughs> see you guys later." <laughs> And that was the last time we ever saw our son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was a kid, though, I remember always wanting to... I mean, obviously, I always wanted the M-rated games, but I think my first experience with, like, an actual game with a gun in it was when my brothers and I got our GameCube, and it came with a disc of demos, which had, like, Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, and it had, I think, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> Do you remember Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg? No, uh, that's it's just like not a, a real video game. Yeah, it's just a boy in a chicken suit. That's all I remember from <laughs> what? it. And then also had Beautiful Joe on it. Beautiful Joe's for people. Yeah, Platinum Games, the classic. And then it also had a demo for Splinter Cell. Tom oh, okay. Clancy. My, oh, okay. My brothers and I <laughs> would just play this level where it's just there's a restaurant, and we would sneak back to the kitchen, and we would kidnap the chef. <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience with violent video games. As I really, a child. I really don't know what my first like ever video game that I played that had a gun in it was. I, I, I definitely say that like all I played before Halo was like I played Legend of Zelda. Yeah, and I played. Um, I mean, he's got a he's got a bow. It's kind he's of got a bow. I mean, like that's the worst kind of a gun. No, no, slingshot, worst kind of gun. Yeah, so he's one. got that too. He's got the two worst guns. He's got two worst guns, and then sword. Ultimate worst gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, for me, it was just like playing games up until a point when games became a real social thing. Like a lot of games I played weren't character based games. So, yeah. like, I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, but I, 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 I mean, it was probably just like some dumb flash game. Like, yeah. it's probably yeah. one of the like you shoot the stick figure in the head and blood goes everywhere. Oh, so uh, buddy, like that. the what's the that torture? Game? Game? Yeah, the torture game. We yeah. get money for punching this. Yeah, ball. and you could get skins to turn him into a Teletubby or a George W. Bush. <laughs> George W. Bush was my favorite. I didn't even like have anything against George W. Bush. I thought it was funny. I could kill the president though. <laughs> I didn't even know he did. Not Tony even. Blair. I didn't even know at the time. Yeah, that all his pain was a uh, justifiable. I didn't, I didn't even know that that Dick, Ch- Dick Cheney made money off the Iraq War. He really he did though. Yeah, he that's did. a thing. That's a, yeah, that is that's, a thing. At the time, I didn't know it, like you guys were saying, but I feel like subconsciously I did know it, because I really liked that torture buddy Dick Cheney skin. <laughs> Man, I, I leaned into that skin. <laughs> yeah, the Tony Blair skin, you know? God. I'm going to find a way to bring up Tony Blair on every podcast. This is, is secretly converted to a Tony Blair <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah. Someone plays Tony Blair who's never played Tony Blair before, and oh, we yeah. talk about it. But yeah, Incredible. I mean, I mean, like, this game, though, it's not... We've been talking a lot about violent video yeah, games, yeah. but like, it doesn't I mean, this not, game is like kind it's, of it's it, gritty. Yeah, it's it a seem, gritty. It game. just seems like Tomb Raider, but with a dude. Yeah, I was it. gonna say, what's your perception of it? I don't know. I don't really know that uh, like a whole lot about other than Indiana Jones comparison yeah. you said. I don't know when it takes place. I know the guy's name is Nathan Drake. Oh, got it. But he doesn't seem to be to me one of those video game protagonists that like 
stands out. You know, he's not like an icon. No, yeah. I wouldn't like, say he is either. You're definitely right about yeah, that. Like, yeah. he's just kind of a good character. Like, yeah. it's more about how the story doesn't just yeah. rely on him. It's like, he's got really good side characters. Like, yeah. Sully, man. Classic. Gotta love those classic <laughs> Sully liners. You're gonna get used <laughs> to those. I just, yeah, it just seems a lot like Tomb Raider to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, not wrong. Yeah. There's less, uh, less boobies in there. Also, now there's a movie. They're making a movie. Yeah, I mean, that one I think has been put on the back burner. A lot of the yeah. Naughty Dog movies have been put on the back burner. Like, I the think Last of Us movie is a ways out as well. I think well. it's Uncharted. Well, the I Uncharted can't... movie, though, is scheduled for, like, next year or something Is it? Like that. It doesn't make sense. I just haven't heard anything about it since, I guess. I guess, like, I understand when they made the... It's Ratchet and Clank they made the movie for. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, I understand. that came out last week, and no one said anything about it. I understand, like, making something with that. Like, it's more, like, kid-friendly thing. But when you're playing, like, Uncharted, you're like, okay, this is a movie I get to shoot kid people mm-hmm. in. And then they're gonna be like, okay, now we're gonna make a movie where you, you we're gonna make a movie, but you don't get to shoot people in it. You're just gonna watch us do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we're gonna take the, the 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 appeal of the game, which is you play the action movie, and we're just gonna make the movie. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. That it doesn't yeah. make sense to me because it's like you were just talking about Nathan Drake. Doesn't seem to me just off the jump like a character who really leaves like a big impression or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not like he's not like Mario or something. You know, or it's just like. You can buy all this merchandise and, like, know who he is. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, a lot of, I feel like, action game products, like Master Chief, is not really, to me, like... I mean, more so than... He's more marketable, I Yeah, say. but at the yeah. same time, it's also, he's, like, just a guy in, like, a, an armor suit yeah. who looks like a lot of other guys. A lot of that is, like, when you're playing a, a video game, it's about being able to put yourself in that room. Right, right, right. And like, so that's 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 what what I was what I was saying about like making a movie off of these types of games is that it's like the the character is not the most defined or interesting because you're trying to put yourself yeah, into trying it. To it's trying to make something that like anyone can project onto uh, or attempt to project onto. So it's like when you make a movie based off, it's like. Yeah, it's like all these games are already trying to be movies, so why make a movie based off a game trying to be a movie? It really doesn't make any yeah. sense to me, and I don't think they're going to do, like, it's probably be one of those things where we look back in, like, ten years and be like, remember yeah. when all those good games that we liked? Yeah. They tried to make movies for every single one of them, and they all didn't really do that well, yeah, except I feel like this, this is one. The, I feel like this is the new 3D, because they already had that bubble of video game movies that were so bad in the early 2000s. Oh. I really liked the Street Fighter movie, though, by the way. I, I haven't like, seen any uh, of them. I've just the heard Mortal, scream. Mortal Kombat. No, Street Fighter. But also Mortal Kombat. But also, let me give a shout-out to my guy, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Resident Evil, final chapter, next January. Going to be hype. Those, be hype. those the, movies are... Those January releases. Pretty pretty wild. Yeah. If I do say so myself. The thing about the Uncharted protagonist and Nathan Drake is that it's a lot different from a lot of the games that are kind of in that subgenre of cover-based shooters or just shooters in general is that either they have the silent protagonist who just gets yelled at or yeah. they have the dude who grunts. <laughs> yeah, and this, like, the thing is, though, like, you're not going to play this game and you're not going to be like, man, like, compared to, like, The Last of Us where you're like, wow, I'm watching this character struggle internally. You're, you're watching Nathaniel Drake or Nathan Drake, yeah. excuse me, um, go out... And just have a blast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like watching him being like, oh man, I almost died nine times. Isn't yeah. that cool? I shot hundreds of people. No sweat off my back. Like, I'm yeah. fine. Like, it's one of those things where it's kind of the action hero you want from a, yeah. Yeah. a game, I'd say. 
you're not really going to dissect, I guess, his motives as much as I'd say for a lot of other yeah. games. I mean, he's a lot more he's a lot more comedic relief. Oh yeah, and he just has all these like asshole one liners and stuff like pretty that. Pretty good though. Yeah, no, the they are good. Pretty good in this game. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good, and it's the thing that kind of differentiates it from a lot of the other ones that it came out around the same time period. Yeah, the voice acting. There's this one, the one voice actor who does Nathan Drake. Nolan North. Who's yeah, in everything. Who's in everything? He's amazing. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that he's in everything because you're. You, you'll play video games where it's like, you gotta go push that switch. And you're like, damn, I guess I gotta go push that switch. The robot <laughs> is the <laughs> computer character. They're like, and, but this one is like, I think there's something like over there on that ledge. Like, it, it's just like something a little bit change of pace. There's yeah. no real repeats of lines. Yeah. It seems like you're experiencing something for the first time every single time you do it, even though, once again, you're going to push that switch. Like, there's going to be times where you just have to do that, but... Yeah. It does a better job of making it more naturalistic and masking the fact that you're just playing this video game where you just have to hit this one button over here and go over here and hit this other button and making it a very mechanical thing. They put a pretty good, like, kind of mask over that. Yeah, same with the the environments. Because, like, the puzzles, you're not going to be like, oh, no, I spent three years... Racking my brain trying to decipher this code for this puzzle. Yeah, it's not the hardest puzzle thing in the but, world. But you're gonna enjoy playing the puzzles because everything is gorgeous. Like, yeah, this game looks cool. The environments, even though they're pretty linear, you never feel like that because you'll be going up and around certain things and looking back on where where you just were, and it just plays to a place where you feel like there's a real world that was built around you and that you're exploring rather than just going down what actually is just a straight corridor of, like, just climbing. That's yeah. about it. Also, lots of environmental storytelling in the game. Oh, you love this stuff. I love environmental stuff. I love when they just put skulls in places and they're yeah, like, oh, like, look, someone died. <laughs> it's, like some, it's a skull next to the toilet with, like, a syringe next to it. It's like, oh, man, I bet he, was, I bet he wasn't doing drugs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Nathan Drake as a character is, even though you just kind of don't know much about him if you haven't played the games. He's still kind of iconic because Naughty Dog has always worked pretty well with Sony in making kind of console mascots. And since they've been with Sony since the PlayStation 1 and they made like Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter and then Nathan Drake and the whole uh, Uncharted mm-hmm. franchise and then they made The Last of Us and now they're working on Uncharted 4 which actually comes out. Well, they're not working on it anymore. It comes out on Tuesday. I was going to say, yeah, it's very, very soon. Very soon. They also got that Uncharted app Oh, I had like, not. I love the app like, that come out with the Temple Run. No, it's not Temple Run. <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> but it's like you're this really scary looking version of like cartoony uh, Nathan Drake that looks kind of like if Crash Bandicoot's body had Nathan Drake's skin on it. Would, oh, that's like scary. his legs are so skinny, and then his torso is a literal triangle. I was thinking about this earlier. Why isn't there a Crash Bandicoot skin on an Uncharted Two? Once you beat, oh, the game, that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> once like you human beat the body. Game, uh, become a furry. Yeah, once you beat the game, you can basically unlock with like some weird form of currency, like different skins. So you can just be walking around as a skeletor. Like I think we need uh, more furry representation in video games. I mean, we just let's just play Zootopia. Let's, I mean, let's, let's yeah. make furry based shooters. Uh, that's or minions. That's, that's the opposite that's of furries. Furry based shooters will incite riots. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that like inspires can... a kid to do something like Columbine. You know, like it's not gonna really. Help the world. <laughs> it's just gonna hurt people. God, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, 
But the Uncharted, <laughs> the Uncharted app. Okay, sorry. His torso is a triangle. Yeah. It's uh, and then he has no neck. It's just like a lump on top of it. Uh, that's where his head is. And all you do is you just guide him around these little like grid courses to put blocks in certain areas to unlock paths to get to the treasure. It's really simple, just puzzle solving mm-hmm. that you could do without human characters at all. But they're like, oh, Uncharted's coming up. Put him in there. Yeah. And then you can get keys in it to unlock Sully's loot. Um, I love that stuff, though. Yeah. No, and also it ties into it or into the Uncharted 4 multiplayer, I think, because you can get maybe points and currency you can use to unlock stuff in the that's multiplayer. Like the, that's been the big thing for this game, yeah. actually. I've seen Multi-screen like, experiences. I've seen a lot of, uh, like, I guess, like just EV games or some kind of game store commercial for Uncharted based on, like, the multiplayer. Yeah, it's all about multiplayer buffers. They did it for Uncharted 3 as well, and I was super pumped up about that one, and then I got it, and I was like, this multiplayer's not... It's not good. It's not good. Uncharted 2 multiplayer, I thought was pretty I, good. Played the Last of Us multiplayer. Last of Us multiplayer is pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. And I feel like they learned their lesson, and they're going to make a good one with this Uncharted yeah. 4. Well, the Last of Us multiplayer took that desperation of the, the main story and kind of put it into the multiplayer, and Uncharted 2 made it where it was like fun, kind of like Halo, where everybody starts on the same field. Yeah. Where everybody has the same guns and everything, and it's pretty leveled out, and just, I mean, it's more fun. But then Uncharted 3, you have like classes and leveling up and all this stuff, and if you're coming in as a new player, you are going to die a lot. I mean, that's... I mean, I mean, that's what multiplayer games are in general, but if someone's really, really good and has all the unlocks and all the weapons they need and everything, it's not fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So a lot of people do compare it to the more, I guess, more cinematic entertainment movies, stuff like that, and always call it the movie you can play, and that's kind of how it's advertised. And you always yeah. hear stories about people who are playing it and their friend comes over and their friend just kind of sits and gets immersed in it just watching them play it just because of how, how beautiful it is and how much it is like kind of action cinema and it's inspired by that yeah you mean like how people when you're playing the south park video game couldn't even tell that you were playing a video game but they thought you were actually watching an episode of south park yeah, <laughs> 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 a real thing? yeah that happened to you no not to me like i, I saw some, i went over to a place actually it was me okay like i, I walked over and i was like wait I, you were I, the person that thought it was south park yeah i thought it was an episode of south park <laughs> same and thing like, happened with me but uh the jumper game for the Wii. <laughs> you thought the graphics from a Wii game were... were no, I'm, real... I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. Say, or is this the, the, like... the Simpsons game. Uh, just another Nathan's Goofer. Yeah. 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 Nathan's Goofing one. it up. Yeah. I really enjoy this game. I'm excited for you to play it because I want to know what you think about it because there's something, there's something that this game does right. Like, there's something that this game really makes it to where it's a face for Sony and it's like, okay, yeah, he made it into PlayStation All-Stars, so you know the thing yeah. Drake's he's like a staple character. Do you know what PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is? Uh, I think I've heard of it, but Oh, it's the worst. Sony back on the PS3 tried to make their own version of Super Smash Brothers with all Sony characters. Oh, does it isn't that with like the God of War dude? Yeah, yeah it's got Kratos, it's got Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. It's got, the Rapper. It's Wait, got who's that? Oh, uh, is this PlayStation 2 was it a rhythm game? I think it's rhythm, yeah. Where you just Where you're a rapping dog. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this it's like a three D world but everybody's two D and like they'll turn and their character models are flat. Yeah. Yeah, so there's Parappa the Rapper. There's also Sackboy from Little Big Planet. <laughs> Go to town on something. Can we exactly. play this game for the next episode? Oh my god, I don't. It I've actually, amazing. I've actually never played this game. But then Nathan Drake's in there. It's weird because you have like Sackboy 
and all and even like Jack and Daxter What's... and all these people go that are very innocent mascots for the company <laughs> going up against like fucking like Kratos who just like pisses blood on everybody. Yeah, and then and there's like one Dr- sniper guy and there's that like really freaky clown dude. Yeah, there's like, uh what's his face? Sweet Tooth from Chris Sweet Tooth uh, from Twisted Metal. And Which then... is stupid. Like he's so scary and it's like, hi, I'm Sackboy. Yeah. <laughs> well all those games feel like all over the place too. Like yeah, I don't know. There's something about like I mean, I guess because Smash the, Brothers has been Smash around for so a while. Generic though, like it's like yeah. oh, he's throwing a fireball that like ow, but like oh, the other one's, one's like this one's got well, a sword. Also no, this one pulls out a fucking sniper rifle and just blasts a dude from across the screen, and you just die. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. that was that was a little well, innocent puppet that think, you just murdered. I think the thing about Smash Brothers too is it's like they're all of the same world. Yeah, yeah. It's like for the most part now. Yeah, in a bit, yeah. I mean, but except for like it's less snake like, and um, yeah. It's still just like there's less air of violence around yeah. there. Where yeah. like there's well, I mean, with PlayStation, they just don't have as much kind of intermingling between the franchises. Yeah. And crossover, and they all feel so unique in their own way, but they don't feel united in any way other than no. oh, they're just on PlayStation. But with Nintendo, it definitely feels like a more united and a more cohesive. I definitely agree with that, yeah. Yeah. And maybe part of it is just that it's been going for so long and they have all these established franchises that even, like, they don't even make games for, like, Ice Climbers or F-Zero anymore, but it feels like part of it just because they've been in Smash Brothers for so long. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. We need a new Ice Climbers. Yeah, exactly. I'm pissed. Ice Climbers was not in the new Smash Brothers, and I have a theory that it's because the 3DS could not comprehend having the two character models for one character. I feel like it couldn't process it. You really think so? I don't know. That's what one person said, and I really want to hold on to that belief, because I love the Ice Climbers, and just... Actually, because I can't play as them anymore. I never played the games that they're from, and I always thought that they were the worst characters, so that's my take on it. I think I got the Ice Climbers game back on the Game Boy Advance, and they were making all these NES re-releases for the Game Boy Advance. I think I got Ice Climbers, maybe, but I don't remember playing it, so that tells you something about it. <laughs> But I don't know. He said he's excited about you playing the game and, and talking about it. I am as well, just because we both really love this game a yeah, lot. Yeah, I really do. It's one of those games where, like, if I'm like, okay, you're new to video games or you just want to have a good time, just play Uncharted. It's yeah. a good game. It's a I mean, it's one. good, it's fun, and it's not the most detail-oriented game, but there are a lot of details and little things for you to explore and find if you're, if you're really if you willing do that, to do it. You can find those, all those little treasures, baby. <laughs> all those little treasures. Yeah, you get the in-game currency by the the donut Drake costume. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! It's a costume for your character where you just really, really you love donuts. You're rotund. <laughs> You're very fat. Are there are there microtransactions in this game? No, no not yet. Unfortunately, why oh, are you God. so pro microtransactions? <laughs> it hurts me so much. No, I just I love talking about. I love people. microtransaction culture. I love yeah, like, exactly. not having $2 that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of hate microtransactions, but I see different people using them in ways where I'm like, okay, I guess that's not horrible. I'm a- <laughs> I just hate the free-to-start games that are... I just... I guess I really hate companies that make apps and they make all of their money off of microtransactions that little five-year-olds make, like Northwest did. I, I, I'm, tweeted about it. I'm a Second Life boy, so you know... I'm all okay with spending real money in the virtual realm, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, I started to try my <laughs> second life. Did I tell you about this, Nathan? Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember you telling but, me about this. Okay, so um, 
Well, I I've I actually only like, played it like three times. I watched in my a documentary that sent. But I watched a documentary about like these people who met on Second Life and like she was divorcing her husband and like all this other stuff. And I was like, I gotta see what I gotta see what's gonna happen. Like I, am I gonna just fall into this world and be oh, really so you decided dissociate from reality and just become a second life guy? So I get in second life. Well then I, you lose your first life, don't you? Yeah, I mean <laughs> you just become a life guy at that point. Life two point baby, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Life to the power of life, alright? So, is Second Life gonna adopt VR? Oh my Woo! god, as soon as it does, instant nut. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say, okay, I went to this game, I just typed in sex in the Google bar. I was like, let's see what worlds are sex oriented. But also, let me tell you this, just preface this. Yeah. I made my character disgusting. He did not have the human form, he had just jagged, sharp polygons going out of his face. So I go into this one realm, and it's like a BDSM, like, kingdom thing. I feel like a man with just jagged polygons coming out of his torso and just body and form. I feel like he would be welcome into a BDSM community. Uh, you would think. Everyone was like, we have some strict codes here. <laughs> and like, everyone was like, to the T, like, leather-clad, super sexy avatars and everything. And I was... <laughs> Booted, like within three minutes, they were like, "Come back with something hotter." Oh, I can't nut to this. <laughs> I thought Second Life would be a body posy experience. No, they no. are very, very like they're like the if you don't spend enough money to make yourself look good enough, they're like, uh, "You don't really care about this game, and you're not gonna you're not gonna be that role play partner that I want from you." I also, I guess, more, I guess it's an IRL body posy experience, but URL, you gotta be fucking hot. Yeah, I, I went, yeah. uh, to, like, the one of the times I played Second Life, went to, like, an island where everything is, like, all this, they have all the free stuff available there, so you can find out, like, what stuff you can get for free, or at least for really cheap. And the only clothes I could get for free made it look like, regardless of your avatar's gender, that you were pregnant. So I was just this pregnant dude walking around. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta get somebody to play Second Life on this. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. Yeah. Second, Life is, Second Life is a wild time because uh, basically you can just be like, um, "What's something disturbing I want to see?" Hmm, brony, brony sex, vape, brony sex vape, <laughs> and then you're you're transported to a magical world where there's brony dungeons and people are just going at it like <laughs> role playing. Wise. There's this thing. I went to another sex dungeon. Really quick. Is <laughs> the Brony dungeon, do they, instead of BDSM, is it called Brone DSM? Uh, I wish. Don't acknowledge <laughs> that question. Don't acknowledge that question. Keep going. So, there's this one, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Second Life, but like, yeah, I we got to wrap this thing up. I went to this, uh, this other sex dungeon and there was nobody really there. It was like, I was just there cooling it by myself. Yeah. Next to all the stripper poles. Bowling in a bungeon. Um, but, there's this thing where there was this giant phallic stature, statue, and I was just like, what, what is this? What do you this? mean a phallic? Like a phallic, like just a big penis. It was okay, a big, I was like, is golden it like penis. slight, just like vaguely phallic <laughs> I was shaped. trying to, I was trying to keep it PG, but like, it is a massive dong, <laughs> massive that? erect penis. And wow. I was like, what is this? I go over and click on it, and it gives me about 30 options <laughs> of different things I can Ooh, do. You I can click that. Another subset of about twenty other options that I What can did do. you click? Um I think I What put, was option one that you picked? I picked I picked a uh, bump and grind was my first thing. <laughs> okay, and then so the I subset started, off that. So the subset off of that was um to completion. So <laughs> I was this a fountain? <laughs> 
I found that out in a little bit that it actually was a fountain. <laughs> that if you do bump and grind, which is basically your avatar doing this jagged polygon destructive force of a man. What kind just, of frame rate are we talking here? Uh, actually pretty smooth. Like okay. he was like really going at it. Like was there's it like notable? there's also yes, there's also a little like um, there's an in-game like tip jar that people can come by and throw real life money into <laughs> to watch your avatar make this golden <laughs> statue nut. And nobody came by, but I got covered in semen and I could not get out of it. Like I couldn't, That's in the game's code. I couldn't no, somebody went in and programmed oh. this thing to make it happen. Like that's the thing about Second Life. You can make it whatever Is you it want. Is it open source? Yeah, to it's like extent. there was that episode of The Office where Dwight has second second life. Yeah. Second second life. It's like what? second life within second life, so it's even further removed from reality. Yeah, he's trying to sell second life. So second yeah, life. it is like you can basically do whatever you want. It's yeah. like somewhat open source. Wow. This is incredible. And like, man, I had to cut quit the game because I couldn't stop grinding on this penis. <laughs> I was dripping in cum. And like like nobody was even giving me money for it. So I just had to like you didn't force quit the game. You didn't do it for to... the love of the game? No. It was the passion? Of... I, I didn't, like, do it to be like, oh, man, this is my deepest, darkest fantasy. I'm living out in Second Life right now. I was just like, please make it stop. I want to go home. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So I think we're going to go and wrap up part okay. one. That sounds good. Nathan's going to go play Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Sounds good. Nice. Okay, uh, we're back. Nathan has played Uncharted 2, and since Nathan started playing, John Michael moved six hours away. <laughs> yep. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Hello from Memphis. Yeah. Things are cool here. They're cool. There are mosquitoes everywhere, and life sucks. That's great. <laughs> Nathan, tell us a little bit about Uncharted 2. What did you think? I spent like five hours playing Uncharted 2. Which I think is the longest I have spent playing a video game since probably middle school, maybe, maybe, maybe early high school. I don't know. But it it's was, been a long time since I played a game for that yeah. long, and it was all in one city. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's that's why. Wow. Um, it it was it was immersive. Immersive. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I don't know. I guess. I mean. Talking to you guys on the first part kind of corrected this a little bit just because, I don't know, I guess I have a very specific idea of the types of games that both of you guys are into and just my pre-existing impression of Uncharted and the Uncharted franchise was not that. Okay. What, do you, what, like, do you mean by that? Your, like, what was your impression? Well, I guess first of all, tell us what you thought both of us like. Seth, yeah, I want to hear you know, this. I feel like narrative is really important to you environmental storytelling which you t you used that <laughs> phrase earlier I but just kind of worlds where i don't know the story is expressed visually uh and through action and interaction um which i think i mean can lend itself to more quote-unquote conventional games but generally i don't know is not the the kind of average type of game john yeah. michael for you i just i don't know i honestly i I feel like my idea of the games you're into is not that specific. 
just because I don't think I've heard you talk quite so much about games. You thought I liked, but like I just games, feel like so. I don't know, when I think when I think about you, I just think of like Nintendo and like cute stuff and yeah. Pokemon. You know. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I'd love a good cute game, um, but like Uncharted really did it for me. Like it was yeah. one of those games that, like, sure. It, I mean, I don't want to like really cuddle up with Nathaniel Drake. You know, at the end of the night, but like he's pretty cute. You know, he's cute enough. <laughs> Man, if I could only tuck in the the other half of that shirt for him, I'd be a happy man, happy camper. Okay, so as you were playing it, I was actually sitting next to you, Nathan, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to remind you, like, hey, you you don't have to keep playing if you don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to keep playing. Uh, it's. I think it's an interesting game because, I mean, it is... And you guys talked about this in the first half. It is very much a quote-unquote shooter, but, like, that's not the primary thing you do all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's a puzzle game, and it's also basically parkour, the video game. Mm-hmm. And, like, you do the dumbest jumps, and any time I feel like you jump on anything, it immediately falls out from under you. Yeah, kind so of just like, dangling kind of everything he touches just, like, falls apart. And whenever he jumps, he just extends all of his <laughs> limbs in every direction. It's so <laughs> funny. As they can go. It's so funny when you're just, if you just, like, do a jump, like, not from a, a one ledge to the other ledge, but if you, like, jump forward, because he, like, yeah, he, he, like, extends his body. It's like he's, like... He's hurdle uh, a flying squirrel or something. Yeah, he does that whole hurdle thing where he lifts up both of his legs and jumps yeah. forward. <laughs> also, another one of my favorite things is how he only climbs with his upper body. Like, oh he yeah, he uses his legs. It's all just, just the bicep. wrong way to climb. Just the completely wrong way to climb. He does it the entire time. He should be so yeah. jacked, like Brock Lesnar jacked from the waist up. But <laughs> absolutely, man. he should have a Jimmy John sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This kind of goes through a few topics that I was planning on talking about. We can skip ahead a little bit. So what did you think of Nathan Drake? Because, I mean, it's like, he's one of the main draws, at least in my opinion, but also it's so easy to joke about him and how he's a caricature of a person. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see can see him being a caricature of a person. I don't know. There was a certain amount of the story that I did not get just because it was the sequel and I haven't played the first one. So it's not important. So I mean, I mean, important. I didn't. I got the gist of what was going on, but it was just like previous character relationships. Yeah. And then later in the game, when that war correspondent journalist lady comes in, oh Elena, and her camera man Jeff, his name's <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they came in, I was just like, I don't know who these people are at all. Um, but I mean, that didn't really impact the playing of the game. But I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. Nathan Drake is kind of like what I expected him to be. Like, you know, he's quippy and a ladies' man. You know, I guess. I mean, he's very like, much in the Indiana Jones mold, but kind of toned down. Yeah, really. I don't know. He's I feel just, like he, he kills more dudes than Indiana Jones. I know. I mean, he definitely does. But like, I guess by toned down, I just mean like there are differences. Like his oh, personality okay. isn't the the biggest draw. I don't know. I, I don't buy a, him as being a smart guy. Yeah, I had that written here, and I was going to bring <laughs> yeah. it up. But when you were playing it, you were like, I can't believe this man is this smart. Yeah, like, he's just like, bringing out all these, like, historic facts about, like, Marco Polo. Yeah, he, like, will stare at an object, and his lady friend, what's her name, with the weird eyes. 
Chloe, the Chloe. one like whose eyes couldn't be processed by the PS3, and it looks like she just has like crystals in them. Okay, she just yeah, walked she was out always like, oh, topic. don't judge her. Like you know, I will confirm though. Okay, somebody <laughs> lent me their copy of the Uncharted collection. I started playing through it, uh, Uncharted Two, and her eyes look better. So that's good. Maybe that's it was like, the limitations of the time. I think <laughs> it's just like she would always be like, oh Drake, getting that look on your face, staring at this object. You're thinking about it. You're about to get real historical on me, drop some knowledge. But it's just like, I don't know, it's like, I think I made this comment to you too, it's like Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel movies. I don't buy him as this, like, <laughs> ultimate Mensa genius. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. He's just like this guy who buys his jeans from Walmart and gets an excessive spray tan. Like, I don't buy Nathan Drake either as this globe-trotting genius like i get like i buy him as like oh he he can jump he can climb he can <laughs> yeah. shoot guys but as far as like intelligence goes mm. yeah i guess now that i'm thinking about it he does seem kind of like i mean indiana jones is a direct comparison to a lot of parts of the game and the experience but nathan drake is a lot like indiana jones and how smart he is it's just it doesn't make sense when you're not a professor yeah and it's like in the indiana jones movies we see him both as the suave unshaven archaeologist but you also see him as a really like nerdy professor so you get both there's no counterpoint with nathan drake it's like all adventure yeah. you know and so i don't really get i don't know i don't i don't believe it yeah i mean getting with the times though we got a man who can do both okay we got a man <laughs> who is we got a man he to, only like, steals he only steals from people i mean well, but at the same time He's flaunting it. He's got that intelligence and he's got that brawn. And that's what we yeah. all want to be. Like, as a character, Nathaniel Drake is like that perfect mold like for that guy audience. You're like, man, he's got all these women around him. He doesn't even really care about it. And then yeah. also... Absorbs like, 100 oh. bullets, kills 50 dudes. Yeah, it's like, wow, what a macho dude. I wish I could kill people and not feel anything, you know? Yeah. My I favorite mean, thing is like, how he'll just like take a bunch of bullets and then say like, Ah, <laughs> he just says like, or he just says something like, "Oh, that's gonna leave a mark." <laughs> oh man, I just took fifty bullets. It's gonna leave a mark. Like, oh man, I stood in front of a machine gun for forty-five seconds. There's gonna be a mark left on my corpse. You know, <laughs> there's no real reason. Because I'm dead now. Like that. Because <laughs> I am very much dead. Yeah. All right, Nathan. Yeah. How did this game? You talked. We in the the first part talked about like years of war, and also you're just strange affinity for. 007 games but not the movies so <laughs> yeah. you play a lot of the <laughs> so you played some games that are like somewhat similar but how do yeah. is there any games that come to mind when you think of Uncharted uh -huh. that are similar well I think one of the things that stuck out to my mind is that compared to most games that I've played that involve shooting which is like a lot of them yeah 90%, um, 90% or at least 90% of the good ones the shooting was really intuitive particularly the aiming like there was just the mechanics of it was a lot more easier to get a handle on uh, than other games like i don't know i mean it's talked about with gears of war how i really don't like that game because your speed and agility is impacted by the fucking ridiculous armor and weapons you have all those coats and it's like <laughs> and it's just like getting to shoot a big chainsaw gun isn't as fulfilling for me as moving quickly is um so the fact that you, you're still agile you know, and can move while shooting is nice. Um, and compared to, like, you know, you also said 007 games, I do enjoy those games. 
I like both Goldeneye and Nightfire a lot, but I'm not that great at them because I find the shooting mechanics really difficult because generally you're playing multiplayer split screen, so your like your field of view is really tiny, and so I find when I'm trying to shoot someone, I just end up like spinning around in circles, and this didn't really happen. It's like you press the button to aim, and then you aim, and then you shoot, and it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not one of those games though where like. We talked about how it's a game that you pick up when you buy the console. Like, right. it's not a pro gamer type of game. You're playing the game to be able to complete the game. There, yeah, there's it's, no it's point where much, you're. Yeah, you can. It's say much it. more accessible. Yeah, it's like designed to be extremely accessible, which I feel like that's the best thing about the series is is the fact that like you pick it up and you could be playing any chapter and you're like, wow, I'm having a good time. Like. I'm having a good time playing through this game. That's not too hard, but I understand that like I feel accomplished when I do stuff. Like it's got that feedback feedback loop that like it's, that's always harping on. It's got that positive feedback loop. It's all about reinforcing, maybe making yeah. those games. I think one of the really fulfilling things about it too um, is the health system because there's like not really a conventional health bar, and you don't die. At least for me, I mean. To be honest, I played the game on easy just because I'm not the best gamer and I wanted to be able to get through a significant amount of the game to talk about it with confidence. But I didn't really die until like pretty far into the game. Even after shooting a lot of people and being involved in firefights, like I found it pretty easy to survive, even if I did dumb stuff and like ran out into open gunfire, which I tend to always do in games. Like my strategy is I really hate ducking and covering, which is also why I don't like Gears of War. So I just tend to like run out and spray a bunch of bullets. And with this, like I could do that and still often survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was just like easy. And I mean, really, honestly, I think I died the most just like falling from stuff. Like, generally, accidentally. It's just like I'd step too far and fall down yeah. from a great height. In me playing the game again, uh, this wouldn't even happen when I was in combat, but just, like, exploring an area or having to, like, climb up the side of a fucking, like, building or whatever you do, I would notice that sometimes if I'd miss, like, this last segment to climb down off a wall or something, I would just kind of fall and die a lot. Drake! Yeah, exactly. And then the Vuvuzela comes on, and it's, that's my favorite part of the game, actually. So the screen goes black, and it's just like, <laughs> I think that makes it more fulfilling because I feel like what happens when in a game where you die and you go back to like the beginning of the stage or the level, which isn't really the case in Uncharted, every time I do it, I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do up to a certain point, so I'm going to do it really fast, which just makes me sloppy. It yeah. makes me die more and makes me frustrated. And so I just get stuck in this one part and I'm not doing a very good job. Whereas with this, it's like you die and you go back like just a little bit, which is really refreshing compared to basically every game. I yeah. feel like. No, there's a lot more stress put on just keeping someone like kind of locked in the story a little bit, or at least just making it where they don't have to go back, replay a whole thing. And it just, I don't know, breaks the immersion. A little bit. So you do have mm -hmm. to replay little moments here and there, but it's always just about keeping on and going forward. And the game isn't extremely punishing unless you turn up the difficulty. Or and something. every time yeah. I, every time I did die, it's like, 
I wasn't just dying at the same part over and over again. Like I would make progress each time, you know, and I, and then I, you know, and maybe die again, but I would have made progress. Yeah. So it was still rewarding to me. So in your playthrough, you got all the way up until right up until the train sequence, which I was actually a little bit upset that you didn't get to play through that. Cause that's like one of the more famous parts of the game. But in your time of playing the game, are there any moments that stick out or any like set pieces that stick out? One thing Uncharted is really, I guess, known for, especially with Uncharted 3, is having these humongous action set pieces where you'll spend maybe like an hour playing through this, these levels that are organized around this humongous thing. Like there's this like capsizing ship in Uncharted 3 and also you like fall out of a plane. I, I guess what, a, a part that really stuck out to me was the part where it's like you go into the temple and you're going underground and you got to do the puzzle stuff, which is really like, which was a little frustrating at me to me, just because it was like the first big puzzle I had encountered in the game. I didn't really know what to do. Oh, at is that first. the one where you're shining the mirrors? Oh, on yeah. each other, like, like onto the, the, the humongous golden daggers in the sky, and you have yeah. to like bring yeah. down the blades and climb and everything. But it's like once I figured out what I needed to do, it wasn't that difficult. It was just initially I was like, ah, yeah, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to climb. But generally, it's like, I guess you just figure out, it's like you start climbing stuff, and you'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> you start climbing stuff. <laughs> Uncharted, start climbing stuff, the game will come I mean, that's late. literally a lot of the game. It's like, oh, hey, I don't know how to get past this locked door. Let me look around. Oh, there's this sign, and I've seen similar signs before. I should probably jump and climb it, you know? Yeah. Or like, there's a pipe. Let's climb it. Climb that pipe. If it's yellow, you just got to go for it, baby. You just got to grab yeah. on that yellow. Pipe it up. Oh my god. <laughs> in your time playing the game, what parts... Well, I guess I noticed just kind of sitting next to you, it seemed like there were some parts that frustrated you. Were there any like moments that stuck out where you got really frustrated or upset or any specific like, actions? Uh, this has less to do with Uncharted specifically and more just games in general. I really do not like video game cutscenes. <laughs> like, even though these cutscenes are... So the thing Uncharted is like... <laughs> kind of relies on even though cutscene the cutscenes in this were really good and so, you know so you don't like uncharted <laughs> yeah it sounds like you just don't like uncharted no i liked uncharted i just like want the narrative to be in the <laughs> experience of playing the game it's like just for some reason with literally any video game the moment there's a cutscene i just instantly tune out and for whatever reason i cannot make myself pay attention so there were like a couple cutscenes i skipped and you were like oh Nathan must not like the game, but yeah. it wasn't that. It was just like, I just don't want to watch these people talk to one another. Even if the animation is really good and the motion capture is really good, it's still just like kind of weird for me and I don't like it. Yeah. Don't like cutscenes. A lot of games, cutscenes will just be this thing where it's just justifying this level where otherwise you wouldn't know why yeah. you're doing anything in that level. So it's kind of a very lazy way of just adopting film, film techniques and actually just the language of film. Actually just adopting film altogether to tell your story instead of telling it at a level. It's like, okay, let's uh, do some exposition here. Now it takes like two characters talking for 30 seconds. Right. And you're like, okay, I know I need to hit that switch again. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a similar thing, just being somebody who really likes movies. I really hate it when movies rely on language that would be more suited to the theater or like conventional literary style you know instead of trying to create a uniquely cinematic language so i guess maybe it's kind of the same reason it's like i want video games to be able to do what video games can do 
which is the immersive gameplay experience, you know, uh, and I don't want to have to like watch something that I cannot interact with. Yeah. I mean, maybe like Bioware, uh, that's the company, right? Yeah, that is a company. Yeah, uh, not the company <laughs> made this game, but you know, like there are cutscenes where you have to make decisions and stuff and choose your response. Like, yeah. that's a little better for me, but still, it's like I generally just end up just like pressing things to get through. Because I'm like, come on, come on, I need the action, baby. I need to shoot them up. <laughs> I need it. I cr- I crave that, you know. Man, just addicted to violent video games. <laughs> I mean, that's all we want. We're that male demographic, 18 to 35. That's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> I got locked in from an early age, and now I need it. Guns. I'm a gun, gun owner now because yeah. of Uncharted. Yeah, Nathan played Uncharted, and now he's a gun owner. <laughs> I tweeted it, and some people think it's a joke because none of my tweets are real. It's not. <laughs> Immediately finished playing Uncharted 2. I got to go get a gun. Went and got a gun. <laughs> I thought the gun just like was in your lap by the time you finished. It just, yeah, it, it just well, just my appeared. arm just turned into a gun. It was a David Cronenberg thing. <laughs> Played Uncharted so much that my arm turned into a gun. Man, that sounds like a tough controller situation, though. I mean, it is. It's you gotta you end up shooting the buttons a lot accidentally. Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought you meant like you end up just hitting the button to shoot, but no, you actually shoot the buttons. No, you actually gun, shoot gun. So on. you gotta have a lot of spare controllers on hand. Okay, so kind of sucks. It sounds like an expensive gaming experience, but I mean, what do you expect? I'm a gun now. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have those games, baby. Gotta keep playing those video games. If I don't have my violent video games, you don't want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> this is renamed the Violent Video Games Podcast. Let's only play violent video games. Alright, does anybody have any final thoughts on the, the violent video game classic Uncharted? I think uh, first time first time player, I'd definitely play it again. Um, when I did stop playing, I was kind of like, uh, like, I want to keep playing. Maybe less, even though you, like, you guys talked a lot about it as you know, this really narratively immersive game I mean the story wasn't necessarily like highest on my interest list I mean I did it was I was like very interested to see where it was going because we like I like you mentioned I did stop playing before a part that seemed like it was ramping up for a lot yeah but at the same time it was just like I really enjoy this gameplay you know the shooting is very intuitive the health system has minimal frustration for me about it uh i like the parkour and the jumping on thing or excuse me free running yeah you know i like the, free, the, the, <laughs> Proper the free, terminology only the free running the base jumping just getting wild with your environment i yeah. really like that and it looked good it looked cool yeah it was it it made me think it challenged me you know i had to respond to my environment overall fun video game yeah, fun, fun game. Fun game. Yeah, one thing I guess that we don't really talk about that much is that even though the narrative's really cool, the way they integrate it into the gameplay and make the gameplay fun so that you care more about right. what's going to happen next and the way to just keep you kind of immersed in that. Because I don't know if you noticed, there were no loading screens in the game. Yeah. That's another thing. I did. I, I don't think it was something I necessarily consciously noticed, but as, like the more and more I thought about it, you know, it's yeah. not broken into levels, which I really liked. And I think also just, again, makes it easier every time you die because it's just a continuous yeah. thing, which I, I like. And I think maybe you could like correlate to some of our discussion about Journey last time where it's just like action. Like Uncharted is very refreshing compared to other video games like it. Or, you know, if it had been made by another company or something, it would be this level, 
this place, boom, 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 kind of dull. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be super easy to make this game, like, a really boring console. It probably already has been made into a lot of boring games. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, you know, it's really just fluid and natural, and I think that's part of, I think that's part of the reason why I just wanted to keep playing, because there's no, like, clear stop point. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. encourage you to keep playing it because the train sequence is like one of the like more well-known sequences okay. in like modern games, and that's the thing you're right up uh, or that you led right up to. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I need to give final thoughts. Like, it's one of my favorite games. I don't. I just like played it a shit ton as a high schooler, and I'm playing it again since you started playing it, and a friend gave me a copy of the Uncharted Collection. I mean, it's kind of fun to laugh at how much I liked this in high school and how laughable it is now in parts, but also it's still like a, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's my final thought too. Is not the best game I've ever played, but God, I really had fun playing it, and I play it again. Like it's one of those things where you go back through and you're like, I really don't remember the story. So when I play it again, all the way through, I'm like, wow, this is like the first time again. Like the story doesn't really stick out. You're like, oh man, I can't remember. I remember when like Flynn really stabbed him in the back. I really remember that. You're like, oh. I forgot that this happened. By the way, that's not a spoiler. I mean, you shouldn't have come into this expecting like no spoilers, <laughs> but that's not a spoiler. <laughs> that happens in the first hour. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it was a good podcast. Right. I love you guys. Real, real good time, guys. Yeah. We learned a lot. John Michael traveled six hours virtually. Virtually. But I'm back in your hearts, guys. We're in the cloud now. We're podcasting in the cloud. Nothing is real anymore. Nothing's real. Everything's a screen. So just where to reach everybody. I'm Seth Shepard at ASAP's on screen on Twitter. I am Nathan Smith at Trillmore Girls on Twitter. And I am John Michael at VapeFrat666 on Twitter. On Twitter, in case you don't know what an at is. I just realized we all said on Twitter after it. But everybody <laughs> go at Nathan and, and tell him to play this game. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, we did it. We'll see y'all. Alright, see you tomorrow, Michael. I'm gonna actual watch, bye to you. I'm going to actually go watch some horror short films at a film festival thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds like it could be good or also not good. I'm really excited for it to be both. Like, Because there's going to be like four or five of them. Don't get too spooped. I will get, <laughs> oh, pee -pee. Don't get too short. Yeah, oh my god. I'm going to pee-pee my pants. Bye-bye. Try not to eat my nugs and poop your pants. See ya. <laughs> that actually almost happened. God, bye. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, my culture's not a costume. <laughs> <laughs>